This is the Ag Queen Podcast. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it. Here's your host, Lori Boyer. Today's podcast is being brought to you by Douglas Plant Health. To unharness your soil's fertility and maximize yield, consider Douglas Plant Health. Thank you everyone for tuning in here to the show today. I am joined by Caroline Rose and she is with a company called Cattleman U. And so we're going to learn more about Cattleman U and what she does and also about her. First, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I am excited to visit with you, a female in podcasting and a female in agriculture. So to get us started here today, Carolyn, let's find out more about you. Yeah, so I'll start a little bit with my background. So I grew up in an agriculture family, and my parents didn't have a ranch or anything like that. So they kind of scraped things together. My dad was an order buyer, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but 100% of our income was derived from agriculture. And so I just knew that I loved agriculture from the beginning. I did 4-H, was active in all of that in high school, and went off to MSU which is Montana State University, and I got a degree in animal science. So I graduated in 2015, and I'll never forget the conversation I had with my dad about wanting to be self-employed. And it actually went um, a little different route than I think he was expecting. So I got a job offer, pretty good job offer. I think six figures. It was a sales job, and I started crying. After I hung up the phone, I told them that I needed to think about it. And I started crying and I called my dad on the phone and I said, I can't take the job. And my dad just had this moment of hesitation. He said, what do you mean you can't take the job? And I said, well, I don't want to work for someone. And he said, well, you have to work. It's not an option whether you're going to work or not. And I said, well, I want to work for myself. And he was like, okay, but you're not working for me. So I started out being self-employed and the first kind of avenue that I started out was buying cattle. And I was, I had a history, you know, with my dad and what he did. So I started to market feeder calves and then I started to market for production sales. So we do that at K Rose company, which is um, part of Cattleman U. And then what I really found is that my dad and brother, when I would ask them my secret sauce, I'd say, what is the most important thing that I bring to the table? And they told me being a woman. And it was really interesting because that's not how I grew up at all. My dad never made any discrimination between me and my brothers. But as an adult, my dad said, oh, by far the most valuable thing that you bring to this table is your femininity and your creativity. And he said, we absolutely could not run the operation without that. And it just got me thinking, and that's you know where we're at with Cattleman U, is how many women don't know that that's their biggest strength, and also how many operations don't know how to incorporate that creativity the strengths that um, women bring to the table into a production ag situation. And so that's really the passion behind Cattleman U is we want to ensure ranches can continue for the next generation. And I really think that the missing piece is something that sits at most dining room tables every evening, um, but oftentimes is just overlooked. 
So just to be clear, you, you grew up in Montana. Are you still in Montana? I still am in Montana. Okay. I live about four and a half hours away from the ranch, uh, but I put 60,000 miles on a year. So as you can imagine, I'm there quite often. Wow. Okay. Okay. So Cattleman U is your job now. Yeah. So K-Rose Company, um, which is our my marketing and design agency. So um, that runs, we have about eight employees at K-Rose Company. And then Cattleman U is our educational piece off of K-Rose okay. Company. I see. I see. Okay. So it's kind of uh, un- under the umbrella of K-Rose. Is it K-Rose? Is that what it is? Yep. K-Rose Company. Mm-hmm. So your primary job is marketing communications. And then this is your education branch, if you will. Absolutely. Yep. Got it. Okay. All right. Uh, tell us, I guess, tell us a little bit more about how you started that company and what that looks like. Yeah. So it's kind of a fluke deal. Um, so in college, my last summer before I graduated, I took a Zoetis internship and I know sales. And so I called Jim Sitz on the phone. He was in my region from Sitz Angus. And I knew in order to hit my sales quota, um, Zoetis might retract my intern- internship after they hear this, but I knew in order to hit my sales quota, I needed to go to one large operation and I would be fine. So I called Jim sits on the phone. I said, um, can I sit down with you and we can order your vaccines for the year? I said, absolutely. So we're sitting in there and Sitz Angus is a decently sized um, Angus breeder in Montana. For those of you okay. who don't know, I think they're in the top 10 of breeders. And he said, do you understand this Facebook stuff? And I said, yeah. He said, and websites? And I said, yeah. He said, okay, you're hired. And I said, what do you want me to do? And he said, I don't know, but my kids are too young. They're telling us we need to have a better website and better social media. So go. So that was my senior year in high school or in college. And I really just started there and um, found a passion for production sale marketing, marketing feeder calves, and then ag-supported businesses. So we have a lot of supplemental businesses, vet clinics. um, We have like some semen sales, things like that, that are supplemental businesses in agriculture. And we are a full-service design agency. So we have designers, photographers, videographers, social media managers, We kind of do it all in the ag space, in design, and then I really have a passion for education and teaching, which is why we developed the education side under Kettleman U. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for that background. I think that's really helpful to kind of know how that all developed. And and so you've been doing that for how long? Coming on eight years. Okay. Okay. And Kettleman U, how long has that been around then? Yeah, so Kettleman U was formed during the pandem- pandemic, okay. 2020, and it was then that I really started to notice the disconnect between education and the younger generation. So I first noticed it in our operation. My brother came home full-time. My brother's five years older than me, so he's in his mid-30s. He has a family now, and the moment he really got established on the place, my dad started to leave and go to conferences. And I said, our operation cannot wait for change until my brother gets the opportunity to leave, which is going to be in 40 years. And so I wanted to make education something that 
farmers and ranchers could do in the tractor um, at home when they just had a few minutes, something that was really tangible and gave them all of the perspectives. And so Cattleman U was formed in August of 2020. All right. So talk to me more about what you do with and on Cattleman U. Yeah. So Cattleman U has um, four pieces. So we have a podcast, which is um, where I talk to, I like to think of movers and shakers in the industry. And we just deep dive into different segments of production. So our big belief in Kettleman U is that we're not going to tell you how to run your operation, but we would like to provide you all different aspects and all different thought processes. And so a lot of times we provide contradicting thoughts because we just want to give you knowledge and then decide what works best for your family and your operation. So the first is we have a podcast. The second is we have the Kettleman U Planner, which is a planner that was designed for the ranch woman. And it's all things such as guided dinner room conversations, journals. It works through um, working on yourself, working on your relationships, and then working in the operation. So we have a planner that um, we offer. Then we have the Profit Finder, which is a video series. It is six experts that come in and I have done a session with them and it's a live conversation. So we have the video series, then we have the membership. So then we have Cattleman U membership that we open twice a year. And the membership is really the big thing is every single month we pick a different topic. So if the topic's reproduction, we will bring in eight to 12 speakers on reproduction. And they're from all over the United States, all different thought processes, all different ideas on reproduction. And then we also um, supply reading material, as well as we supply what's called the um, profit panel, which is a live Q&A that I do with all of the speakers once a month based on the topic. And so we try to get our members in front of about 120 professionals in the industry every single year. So about 12, eight to 12 different experts every month based on a single topic. I'm going to come back to membership, but I want to go back to your planner. So is it what we think of like a, a typical notebook type planner or is it all digital? What What is that? Yeah. Like? So we have two options. We have a digital copy and we have a hard copy um, and we send it binded and all of that. And it has, it's very similar to a planner where it has calendar, the month, the week, um, places you can do to-do list, lots of journaling prompts. We have the Enneagram broken down. Um, we have lots of money conversations. So how can you make money on your operation? What are the $100 jobs versus the $1,000 jobs? Who's doing what? Who should be doing what? Um, we talk a lot about hiring. We have places that you can write job descriptions in there. It's really just a guide for women in agriculture to lead the conversation and to be able to put their thoughts down on paper and be a little bit more involved in the operation if they feel like they haven't been involved. Um, and I love the dinner prompts. That's probably my favorite part is because I feel like families sit down at dinner and everyone's so tired. And sometimes we just ask the same thing. How was your day? And I know I have niece, a niece and nephew. And if I ask them that or I say, what'd you learn at school? They'll say, oh, nothing. And it's yeah. like, we have to have these more pointed guided questions. So we have questions to ask, um, one, just your either partner or spouse. Do we want our kids to inherit this? Do we want our kids to work this hard? 
Um, is this what our dream is? Questions like that, and then a place to take notes. And we always encourage people come back to it in six months, come back to it in a year and say, are we still at the same conclusion? Um, and then also questions to ask the whole table. Is it a yearly planner or does it go beyond a year? Yep. So it's a yearly planner. Um, and then we send out the digital version to everyone who buys the hard copy version too, so they can print off extra pages. Ah, okay. All right. Now back on the membership. So uh, you mentioned that you bring in speakers and things like that. So is it all done virtually or do you have in-person events? So it's all done virtually and they're all pre-recorded and you can download the audio. So I really wanted, that was like a huge point to me is if they're in the semi, you can download, put headphones on, listen to the conversation. Um, and then we are, and we have hosted past events. We are planning some in-person events for 2023. Um, we're planning a hands-on workshop convention where we learn all about processing cattle and running the feedlot side. Um, and it's women only. And I, I love the idea of empowering women to feel confident and to practice enough to be good at it. So running the shoot, giving shots, ear tags, castration, whatever it looks like, doctoring pink eye, um, branding. We're going to do it enough during that week that they feel comfortable running a bud box, whatever it looks like, um, so that they can take those skills back home. And then the other one that we're planning for summer of 2023 um, is a butchering workshop. And so we are going to work on um, butchering and then using that whole animal and how you can utilize the bones, the fat, cook the pieces of meat you're not comfortable with, all of that. And so we're going to kind of go from start to finish um, in a four or five day event here in Montana. Yeah, sounds like kind of the homesteading thought process, because that's all coming back right now. I've heard a lot about uh, this with a lot of different people is the whole notion of living off your own land. Yep. And just empowering. I mean, we eat beef all the time and there's still cuts in my freezer. And I'm like, I, I have no idea what to do with this or the mm -hmm. recipe I have or the recipe I grew up with. I don't really love like stew meat. I do not love stew. I'm not a huge, but it just sits there. And so I really want people to feel empowered to be able to cook and do some things like that. For more than three decades, U.S. farmers, largely organic, have increased yield with the help of SP1 Classic. As fertilizer costs soar and supply chain challenges loom, DPH Biologics is expanding access to this trusted biofertilizer to the conventional acre. With a TerraTrove SP1 Classic, the complete biofertilizer, growers can replace up to 50% of starter fertilizer. Visit dphbio.com to reclaim soil fertility. Our conversation continues here today with Carolyn Rose, who is the founder of Cattlemen U. Carolyn, in terms of membership, is it only women? It's not. It's both. Let's go back to talking a little bit. I've been um, doing farm radio for 25 years. And when I first started, I was one of only a handful of women. And I was young. And so that worked. Both of those things actually worked against me at the time. Now there's more women than ever in this profession. And a majority of my interviews, I think probably in the last month, have been women. So I'm starting to see a, a trend. Uh, I think the last number I saw, and I could be off on this because it could be old data by now, but 30% of all farm operators in the United States are women. So are you starting to see this trend as well? Absolutely. I I see that women are 
making a bigger impact in agriculture on a public front, right? We know in the home, they've always made a huge impact. And I have a lot of customers who I would call a little older school, old school, and they still say things like, well, I need to chat with my wife about that. And so I don't think that women, their value was ever questioned, but now it is becoming more known. And I think by that and being more public, um, there are women who are telling me that they feel like the best place that they have impact is in the home, but they really want to be more involved in production ag. And so I think we're going to see a lot of transition of where they are bringing their ideas and stuff more out in the field. And I, I see that shift happening a lot. Going back to kind of where we started on your family, your male family members telling you that being a woman is an asset. So how has that worked for you personally then? Yeah. So one of the best examples that I have is if it was the little thing. So we have a bud box situation where we process cattle. So, um, we run a backgrounding lot of about 3,000 head here in Montana, and my brother manages it. My dad buys the kettle for it, and I help on the big days. That's kind of my job. But I said to my brother, we need a mirror in this corner of the bud box because when I go to latch the gate, my back is to the cattle. And I remember him looking at my dad and looking back at me, and he said, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought of that. Never one time." what I have considered putting a mirror there. And he said, we're going to save so many people from getting run over because I can see what's behind them. And that was probably the first time where I said, where I just realized I thought differently and I had different views than they do. And it comes up all the time now in our operation because my dad and brother are so aware of it. They will ask for you know, how could we be doing this different? Um, or they'll say, we need a softer view on this. What does this look like? And it's really helped our operation just because I don't think that if it was just the two of them working together, they would be absolutely successful. But I think adding me to the mix gives us this dynamic that just is is hard to compare to just the two of them together. And so it comes up all the time. They'll call me on conference calls if I'm on the road and they'll say, okay, we got a problem. What are your thoughts? And one, it's you know encouraging to know that I'm valuable enough to be voted in on those things, but also I'll say something and they just all the time say, we never would have thought about that. Our brain does not work that way. And they have realized that was a blessing. And I think the moment they realized that is when it shifted. Because then they started to say, okay, let's implement some of these and see what happens. I think that's a great example. Thanks for sharing that with me. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ran into the opposite? Maybe some negativity or disrespect in sharing your ideas and your thoughts, whether it be with family or anyone else for that matter? Yeah, family, not so much because my dad always says that um, he no longer runs a dictatorship. And so we get equal voting power. But um, I do have quite a few uh, interesting stories about shipping cattle and buying calves and being a young woman. And um, probably my favorite is I bought probably 600 calves, which is a big day, right? Now now that would probably be eight nine $900,000 of a day. So I showed up and 
the truck driver came up to me and said, when's the buyer going to get here? And I said, well, I am the buyer. And he said, no, 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 I mean the real buyer. And I said, well, I don't know who you're looking for, but it's me. And he said, are you sure no one else is coming with you? And I said, no, there's no one else. Like it's, this is what you got. And so I've just learned that it's a compliment to surprise people. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the way my dad's always put it. And I do have a lot of people who call me on the phone and they'll say, is your dad there? And I'm 30. And I'm not married yet. And they'll, and I'll say, my dad, um, no, can I take a message? Because sometimes people get our numbers confused. And they'll say, well, I wanted to talk to someone about these cattle for sale. And I'm like, well, you need to talk to me, not my dad. And one time, though, I, I was with him. Someone called and asked for my dad. So I handed him the phone. I said, sure, here you go. And I immediately heard him say, oh, my daughter Caroline handles that. You were talking to her first. You actually need to talk to her. And it was really nice for him to reiterate to them. But yeah, even at 30, they call and still ask to talk to my dad, which I just laugh about um, because I realize that if I'm going to pave the way for other women, I have to deal with some of that. It doesn't bother me like it used to, but um, it is still pretty entertaining when you live by yourself to have someone call and ask for your dad. Yeah. Interesting. What advice do you have for women? I mean, what are some of the things that maybe women ask you that they want to work on or improve or um, how they can be better about being more assertive and being able to communicate? I think the big thing is people ask me a lot, you know, how have you grown this business? How do you get these opportunities? And I always say I'll never be the oldest or the wisest in a room but I'm going to outwork everyone else. And hard work is a really easy way to get ahead. And I think that we have lost the value of hard work in some aspects. And just the like nose to the grindstone, the hustle. And it's funny, I'm eight years into my business and people will still say, wow, you've had so much success. I'm like, yes. And I have also worked seven days a week 10, 11 hours a day, I've turned down weddings and I mean, anything imaginable because I had this dream. And I think that just some good hard work and showing up and doing what you said you were going to do goes a really long ways. The best way to earn someone's respect in agriculture is one, is to know enough to have a conversation, also to admit when you don't know, and to work really hard. And I think that Anyone can really respect and appreciate someone who can put in hard work and knows how to do the work. And I do think that is a trait that is going to be lost. It's just the value of simple hard work. And in agriculture, we see people, you know, kids growing up who can work hard. But as a society, it's amazing what, you know, some extra effort and what showing up a little bit early and some of those little things can do to make a really big impact. Caroline, I want to ask you this question. So I've done a series of podcasts, Women in Ag, and one of them was interviewing the uh, president of the American sheep industry. And when we started talking about her being a female in a very male dominant organization, she didn't want to talk about that. As a matter of fact, she might not have even been the best guest for the podcast because she felt like drawing attention to being a woman in ag is a mute point. 
and that we're at a turning point that we don't need to be worrying about that anymore. Would you agree that we're probably headed in that direction where we can't say that a woman in ag is any different than anyone in ag? I think that still having that title, being a woman in ag, is really important because, again, we just, our brains are wired differently. And that's the one thing that I've learned is, you know, like my brother and I, we were raised in the same household. We have the same religious views, political views, you know, but simply we look at the same thing and we think of two different solutions. And that comes down to the fact that I am who I am and he is who he is. And I think that still being a woman in agriculture is really, really important. And I don't think that calling it out draws any more attention to it. I actually think it's empowering for people to realize and to think about everyone who sits at the table and the role they play and be prepared for that conversation. But I can see why that is a mentality. You know, growing up, my dad did not, he was very cautious about making any discrimination between my brother and I. And so I can see where that thought process came from is for a long time, I didn't know I was in a man's world because I wasn't even paying attention to the difference between a man and a woman's world. But I think now it is really important because we all bring a different set of skills to the table. And part of the skills that I bring are because I'm a woman. Caroline, what else would you like to mention or say that I haven't asked about today? I think the only thing is I'm a really big believer that we need everyone in production agriculture. And I say this a lot in Cattlemen U, but if you want to be part of feeding the world or um, providing fiber or whatever it looks like, we need you. It doesn't matter uh, your gender, your age, where you live. I mean, any of that, your degree, whatever, your background. If you want to be part of this mission we need all creativity. We need every aspect in order to, you know, feed everyone. And so I know that there are probably people listening who either want to be in production agriculture or are not sure really where they fit. And if you have a desire, I think you fit. We need everyone who wants to be involved in this mission to feed the world and ensure the next generation of farmers and ranchers. And so I just want everyone to feel really welcome to join no matter what it looks like. I mean, male, female, whatever it looks like, we need you. We need your ideas and we need your passion. You found me on Instagram and I found you on Instagram and I follow you. So I know you're there, but what else, what are the other ways to get a hold of you in regards to anything you talked about or Cattleman You? Yep. So we have Cattleman You, the podcast. We are on Instagram, which is Cattleman You, and we have a Facebook page, Cattleman You. And then same things with K-Rose Company. We have an Instagram um, and a Facebook page. And then we have, of course, websites for K-Rose Company and Cattleman You. I want to thank my guests for joining me here today, Caroline Rose. She is the founder and owner of K-Rose Company and Kettleman U. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Ag Queen Podcast with your host, Lori Boyer.